Welcome to the Class of the Little Sass podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Millspaw, best-selling author and award-winning motivational speaker with over 20 years in the personal development industry. I believe that the more you know, the more you grow. With each podcast episode, I will educate and empower you, girlfriend to girlfriend style, on how to create a happy life from motherhood guidance, career and business advice, to feeling confident in your relationships and everything in between. This is Real Talk Radio. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hey, hey there, ladies. Let's jump right into today's episode. We are going to talk about why we push away what we want. And why do we do that? I mean, it's not something we always do, but if you, you listen to some stories I share with you and I get real vulnerable and talk about all the dumb things I've done, you'll start to see, oh, I've done some of that too. Crap. And it's just frustrating. And self-sabotage shows up over and over again, which is self-defeating. Am I right? You know, where do you think maybe you've gotten off on the wrong foot and have tried so hard for something just to watch it all fizzle away? Did we cause it subconsciously or was it a conscience effort? Most likely it's not a conscious effort. It's something that's going on deep within our self, deep within our subconscious, deep within those lies and limiting beliefs and all that garbage that runs our life. We'll think we're you know, living, oh, that's just fate, but really it's something else going on. Something deep within us that's creating a pattern of self-sabotage. So what is self-sabotage? What does it mean to self-sabotage? Self-sabotage is when people do or don't do things that block their success or prevent them from accomplishing their goals. Here's a good example. You start a diet you're doing so good. You're starting to see the scale go down. Whoop, whoop. I can start to feed into my clothes again. Everything is good. Oh, let's go out for ice cream. Oh, I'm going to grab just, I've been doing so good. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to buy my favorite cookies at the grocery store or grab that one thing at the bakery, you know, the croissant with the cherries and the Danish and the stuff. Do you see the pattern? I'm doing so good. I'm going to treat myself or I don't have to work out today or not tomorrow or the next day. I'm going to take the weekend off. You know, rest is just as good. These are self-sabotaging thoughts and behaviors. You're doing good and then you just throw a wrench in your plan. Other ways we sabotage too would be procrastination. I'll get to it tomorrow. I know it's this big project and I'm supposed to do it and it's going to make me lots of money, but I'll get to it tomorrow. Or there's a reason why I can't get to it. I remember when I started my online business, I kept finding excuses to stop, to just not do something. Like I didn't feel worthy enough to have an online business, you know, because that's really where it all comes from. Self-sabotage comes from lack of self-esteem scary to think that, but it's exactly tied. It's 100% connected. I don't feel worthy for whatever it is I'm going to go towards. So I'm going to throw all kinds of curveballs and wrenches in my plans and watch them blow up. And then I'm going to say, yep, wasn't supposed to have it anyway. 
Nope, not good enough to lose weight or feel good about my health. Nope, not good enough to have that relationship. Nope, not good enough to have that big income earning position or whatever that looks like. It's all related to self-esteem. So let's just go a little bit deeper. I did some interesting things even as a kid. I remember I'm in sixth grade, my favorite teacher, I idolized her. Maybe that's a little strong of a word, but you get what I mean. Like I liked how she did her makeup. Her hair was pretty. She was a strong person. She was also not just our sixth grade teacher. She was a coach, a sports coach. She coached women's basketball, women's, um, I should say girls back then, sixth grade, girls track. And she would come up to me on recess, watch me play and, you know, just dunking hoops. Like I thought I was something special running around. And she would say, did you ever want to join the girls basketball team? And of course, the limiting belief there would be my parents didn't really want us to do school activities because they had five kids and they didn't want to be running everywhere, trying to spread themselves thin. So they said, so maybe that was part of it. But finally, I got my dad to agree I could do track. Sixth grade, I'm going to run because I was good. Maybe it was because I was either running away from boys or running to boys. I don't know. But I grew up in a neighborhood with lots of boys, so there's that. But sure enough, a week before tryouts, I tripped down the stairs, ramming my ankle, and I'm hopping for the next three, four days. Messed up my ankle bad. Not enough to, not a full sprain, but jammed it enough where I couldn't walk on it, much less run. And I look back and go, was that a self-sabotage? I think it was. I finally was going to get something and I didn't feel worthy. Or maybe, you know, I can't believe my dad actually agreed. And then I I went right back down to where my self-worth lied again was, oh, we don't do after-school activities. I'm just going to stay there. Now, that was just sixth grade. Of course, I didn't know any different then. But where does it show up over and over in your life? And I had to really think about these. I'm like digging through because I like to share stories. That's how I relate to people. And that's, that's where I paint the picture. So you can see where you're doing this too. It's not just about me. It's about sharing girlfriend to girlfriend. This is what I did. This is how I overcame it. Now, if I was still stuck in that sixth grade mindset of tripping down the stairs, and I'm sure you're thinking, well, you didn't do that on purpose, Carrie. No one can help falling down the stairs, but something in my subconscious did it. Isn't that creepy? Something in your subconscious is actually keeping you small due to lack of self-esteem. It's all back to that. Or maybe you're finally debt-free. You're paying off that last credit card and it feels so good. What do you do? You go on a shopping spree, make a big purchase, buy a car. Or subconsciously, a new problem shows up with a big price tag. Oh, crap. We're never going to be debt-free. Just not worthy, I guess. Just not meant for us. I've been there. Been there many times. Or sometimes we disqualify ourselves before others can reject us. Do you see something like that happening in your life? I see it a lot when I look at career opportunities. If I don't think I'm qualified, I'll disqualify by not applying. 
or not really giving it my all. I'll apply, but I'm like, eh, I'm not going to fill this completely out. It's going to take me forever to write all my skills. This is so stupid. So many details. I probably overqualified, but not, you know, like you're thinking all these dumb reasons in your head because there's this one area of the job qualification summary that says one thing that makes you feel like, eh, they're not going to pick me anyway. Nope. I don't even know why I'm bothering. I'll just kind of half-ass my way through this application. You're disqualifying yourself before anyone else can. That's a fear of rejection. That's again, not believing in yourself. What if they overlook that one piece that you're missing. Maybe it's not the 10 years of such and such leadership leading teams of 200, you know, maybe whatever specifications on that summary. Maybe they're going to willing to overlook it because you're so overqualified in other areas, but you'll never know because you just disqualified yourself. Maybe you always wanted to ask some guy out. you really like him or you just want to not, you know, and I'm, I'm not for girls asking guys out, but It's not a feminine energy to have, but deep down, there's this person you've always wanted to let you know you're interested in, but there's something about it. That's just keeping you like, yeah, he wouldn't be into me. He's too good for me. He likes redheads and I have blonde hair, you know, or some stupid story you tell yourself. Disqualifying yourself first before someone can reject you is again, lack of self-esteem. This whole podcast is about self-confidence. If you haven't seen the underlying factor yet. I'm out there. I want to put my, I put myself out there so you can put yourself out there, girl. I want you to have everything you've ever wanted. That's what it's all about. So where else are we disqualifying ourselves? Sometimes, you know, and I always joke, I'm going to pick on my dad a little bit because I loves him. Everybody knows how much I loves my daddy. If my dad sits with a decision long enough, he will talk himself right out of it every time. Every time my mom and I joke about this a lot. He used to do that when I would ask him for permission to go somewhere. He would pick it apart, pick it apart. Next thing you know, the answer was no. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there forever like, can I go to my friend's house or not? Dad, what the heck? They're waiting on the phone. So if you're that personality, that you're overanalytical and a classic overthinker, you'll talk yourself right out of every great thing that life wants to give you. And then at the end of your life, you're wondering why I didn't take any risks Why didn't I jump into that opportunity? Why didn't I plan that trip? Why didn't I go after what I really wanted? Again, lack of self-esteem, self-defeating, self-sabotage. What happens though, unfortunately, is this pattern just goes and goes and goes. I mean, I'm 48 years old. I got a long list of things. You start to feel, it really affects you. I mean, it starts to feel horrible. Something's wrong with me. Why is this always happening? Everything I want just with just out of reach. It's just at my fingertips. I almost had it, Carrie. And then boom, it's gone. It blew up in my face. Why does it keep happening over and over and over again? Where does this pattern come from? Unfortunately, it's kind of like that snowball effect. It will just continue to get bigger and bigger because now you have a track record that says, yep, see, I proved to myself I can't have that. I suck at relationships. I suck at keeping a job. I suck at having a good family life or a healthy body. I suck at it. Can't you see where I failed over and over again? See my track record? So it just makes it worse instead of better. 
But the good news is, my friend, you can change it up starting today. That's why you landed on this podcast. That's why you found it. It's always divine intervention showing up somewhere to give you a better life. You get to move forward. So where else, you know, it's kind of interesting. I was looking back at where I might've sabotaged and it's not fun talking about the dumb things you used to do (laughs) unless you've overcome it, right? Unless you've learned to catch it. And I'm going to give you the tools. I'm not going to just talk about it. I'm going to get you out of it. Okay. As long as you do the action steps, can't think about it. You got to be about it. So before I moved to Las Vegas in 2008, I was a stay at home mom living in Michigan and boy, did I live in a small bubble. For four years, I stayed home with my baby girl. I did my wellness consulting gig then and and did a lot of side things, got my nutrition degree, that sort of thing, or nutrition certification, let me clarify, and holistic nutrition studied that like a crazy person. But I stayed small. I remember going to Bible studies and I would be afraid to even speak up. I would go with my girlfriend at the time. I loved her church. And I was always amazed that women would come forward and talk about their their Bible study experience, and they would share from the heart. Some would even pray beforehand out loud in front of, you know, and just, I was just blown away by the powerful stance that some of these women had. And I was 30 when I had Shyla, so 30, 31, maybe somewhere around there. Very shrunk down. My energy was very tiny. I was truly a wallflower, just observing, not really living, didn't know my power yet. Night and day different person that I am today. Today, I will command a room, walk in it and demand all the attention with my, with whatever, if I'm the speaker, unless I'm just meant to be a participator, spectator at the time, I will take my place. But if I'm supposed to be the speaker, trainer, teacher in that moment, I'm happy to take the stage and spotlight where before I would shrink into you know, shrink my energy down to nothing. I don't even know who that girl is anymore. She doesn't live and exist. She's a past, past, uh, model of what I used to be just a remnant, you know, just a figment of my imagination. I can't even get the words out. I can't even put terms to this. Who is that girl? So I just want you to know you can change too. If that's what you're looking for, like Carrie, I can't speak up. I'm, I'm terrified to talk. I don't know my worth. I just want to shrink into a hole when people look at me or ask me a question. You don't have to be that person. You are important. You matter too. So stop disqualifying yourself. Stop, 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 stop. And if it were just that easy, like stop today, I'm going to stop doing it right now. But I know it's not that simple. The woman I am before you today is years, 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 and years of working on herself, reading books, hiring mentors, going through layers and layers of healing, ripping off the band-aid in many places that were emotionally traumatic for me, and still working on it. We're all a work in progress. Never compare your start to someone else's middle just because I seem to have been so far ahead. I just want you to know you can be there too. And girl, I got lots of work yet to do. Lots. Okay. Lots, lots, lots. So let me share some more kind of interesting signs of self-sabotage. 
unfortunately, it starts to actually go the other direction. So self-confidence is the lack of self-confidence and lack of self-esteem is what causes self-sabotage. And then it just, again, that snowball effect. It actually will erode your own, erode any confidence you currently have the more you keep sabotaging. It affects your relationships with others. And with every failed attempt to do the thing you want, you will prove, quote unquote, prove to yourself that you can't or shouldn't do it. Um, have you ever found yourself working toward an important goal only to spectacularly fail because you did something so stupid? You know, I remember starting my business and then crashing my laptop, you know, like things like that would go wrong. Yes, I needed an upgrade, but right in the middle of the business, really, you know, like right in the middle of doing something and growing something and building something, I had to crash a laptop and buy another one that I can't afford. These are little signs that you're self-sabotaging within. Or maybe you feel stressed and anxious when you're trying to achieve something important. This in turn can, might make you feel more and more frustrated, discouraged, angry with yourself. These feelings will trap you and keep you from doing what you need to do. Again, it kind of makes you go inward and procrastinate. And procrastination just creates more self-loathing, more deep, dark energy, more feelings of fatigue and tired. We keep putting it off because we don't think we're good enough. Or we have an excuse. I don't have the right equipment to do that, Carrie. You want me to create a video or create an influencer type program, but I'm going to, you know, not have the right webcam, the lighting, the phone, all the things, the apps. We'll find a reason. And that was me too when I started my business over a decade ago. But fortunately, you can escape these self-sabotaging behaviors you know, and just kind of getting more and more clear on the signs of self-sabotage. When I was in a, a relationship that was kind of up and down, to be honest, it wasn't the most healthiest of all relationships, but we would come back from the best weekend ever. And I would find a reason to feel yucky. I would start digging for it. Like, this is too good to be true. I feel like this is bigger than my happy should be. Like I'm self, self-sabotaging self my happy and putting a limit on it. This feels too good. That was such a good weekend. There's got to be a reason for something to go wrong. I would hunt for it. He's got to be talking to somebody else. There's something going on. He's going to screw this up. I just know it. And I look and hunt for it. Find a reason to fight. Are you the type of person that when things are really, really good, do you look for a reason to argue? That's a sign of self-sabotage. Again, low self-esteem. I don't deserve this happiness. Let me find a reason to mess this up. Let me look and see if I can find a reason to argue about it. This doesn't, this doesn't feel right. It feels uncomfortable to be this happy. In the book, The Big Leap, that I talk about quite a bit, Gay Hendricks is the author. He mentions the upper level limit. That's what he calls it. His little, little key phrase for this capping your happy. I'll say that a lot. And I have some videos on YouTube about it. Putting a cap on the happiness. I only get to be happy this much. And then I'll find a reason to push it back down. You know, even I will have like, oh, I'm having the best day ever. But... Remember that doctor found something on your leg, Carrie, that's skin cancer. Oh, there's that. Yeah, I have to go and get that taken care of. 
you know, like stupid stuff. Oh, I'm everything's great, 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 great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there's this. Oh, there's that big project work wants. And I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to let it ruin my weekend. That's such a crappy feeling. It's putting a cap on your happiness. Or again, that upper level limit, I can only be this happy. And then anything after that feels weird. So I'm going to find a reason to push it back down again. Do you see yourself doing that? Do you find yourself doing that? I got addicted to negative feelings because I had gone through so much in a short time that I didn't know how to feel happy. In fact, it felt foreign to me. I worked with a mentor that said, Carrie, you're actually addicted. Your blood cells are so used to the trauma that without it, things don't feel normal. I had to work with her extensively. And there's people like this out there. Reach out to me. I'll happily refer you. You've got to work with people extensive. This isn't just a quick switch in your brain. I wish it were that simple. I really do for your sake and my own, but it's not. I had to work through the layers of why am I stuck with this feeling of trauma, that that is normal, that panic, anxiety, fear, all of that every day, terrified. And I didn't even know I was in it. You need, sometimes you need that outside perspective. You need that mentor to help you through it. I remember going to Zion with my boyfriend at the time. Same one that I would, you know, always look for something bad to happen because I was just always in fear mode, always in trauma mode. And I had my phone on at the time on video and didn't know it. And we were walking up to this pretty waterfall just a little, not really a hike, but you could park and go into Zion and just check out that first waterfall. We hadn't even checked into our hotel yet. We were just kind of peeking around. We had just driven up there from Vegas. Super beautiful area in Utah. If you've not been there, I highly recommend it. And there was something creepy about the video or the snapshot I got, because again, I'm carrying my phone. It's facing towards me. So you can see my facial expression as we're walking towards this waterfall. We want to take some pictures and just kind of, well, there's still some daylight. Let's kind of look around quick and figure out where we're going to hike the next day in the morning. I saw that picture of myself and that video, just quick snap, you know, like a quick snap of me in the moment, not posing for a picture because I was taken off guard. I cannot describe the fear on my face. It was just a constant terror look of a woman that had gone through so much crap that she didn't even know how to be happy and live in the moment. They're just constantly shell-shocked. What's next? Just preparing myself for the what's next. Something's going to hurt me. Something's going to be painful. Something's going to cause me trauma. That's the girl I used to be. It takes so much de-layering of that craziness that we are to just overcome it. And it's, and it's something you can do. I promise. (laughs) I promise. And I did ruin that weekend too. Got in my head, just assumed he was texting all these girls. He wasn't texting anybody. In fact, he didn't even have his phone in his hand. It was just all in my head. I was creating this negative self-talk and this constant just scripting in my brain that I wasn't allowed to have fun and be free and live in the moment. 
I was just waiting for the next bad thing to happen over and over and over again. That relationship wasn't healthy, but I know I had a lot to do with it. Constant self-sabotage. Constant over and over and over again. So how can we get out of this mess? I mean, self-sabotage just sets you up to fail over and over again. Keeps reinforcing the negative behaviors, eating away at your potential for success. Then you're always finding yourself falling short of the goals. Just when I, I just can't get ahead. Are you hearing yourself say this? Just when I did this, I just can't get ahead. It's like, I just mopped the floor and now the dogs are jumping around with their muddy footprints. I just can't get ahead in life. What, what stories are you saying? Because your words have a lot to do with this. And as we go into a deep dive on how to get rid of this all together, you got to first step is to recognize it. So let's go through some five steps quick and how we can turn this around because you know what? I really want you to win. I do. And I want you to tell me. <laughs> I want you to share it with me. I want to know when you're winning because it really sucks. It really sucks to get stuck because what's on the other side of that stuck? I'm here today. This is who I am today, but where I want to be, there's this, this area, this gray area that's keeping me stuck where I'll sabotage it over and over again. And I want to give you that life hack of how you can create that bridge between who you are today and where you want to be. And I'll share kind of what's really worked for me towards the tail end of this podcast. And you might identify and you might have to come back later in life after you grow a little bit and explore a little bit and go, yeah, I do identify with that now. So let's take a deep dive in how we can correct this, sisters, because I want you to win. Okay, so step one, recognizing your self-sabotaging behaviors. First step is self-awareness. Where am I doing this? And you may not see it. You may need to ask some outside help. Where am I tripping myself up? Because even me thinking back, and then I remember the story of sixth grade and getting on the track team. Where are you tripping yourself up? Where are you throwing in the towel way before you should? You know, it's just, there's so many little things that pop up that cause this lack of self-esteem. Maybe you're hearing voices in your head and I'm not talking about, oh, I'm my, my other personalities are talking to me. I'm talking about those voices in your head. Like maybe it's a parent that used to tell you you're not good enough. Who are you to think you could do that? Remember where you came from. Money doesn't grow on trees. We're not supposed to be rich. Money's bad. It's evil. Who are you to, to, to achieve that? Maybe it's a parent, a coach, a teacher, a sibling, a bully on the playground. I mean, come on, let's be real. Maybe you're hearing these voices in your head. What's causing it? What's creating that? And again, you have to first recognize this. You can't do anything else until you see where you're doing it. So kind of take a, a little mental list or even jot down in a journal. Where was it that I didn't go after that job I always wanted or the promotion or create a business or ask that person out that I really like or sabotaged a relationship that was going well. 
just kind of looking at where you might have failed for no reason at all. Like, what the heck? And it can be painful to ask your questions. You know, you're asking yourself these questions. Tune into it, though. Where did I go wrong and why? Step two is understanding the emotions that led to the behavior. I want to remind you, thoughts create emotions, emotions become actions. I'm going to say it again. Thoughts, the thought pops into your head first, which attaches itself to an emotion. Then the emotion creates the action step. Let me give you an example. Maybe it's about your body image, a thought. You're looking in the mirror. Oh, I'm never going to lose weight. Why? Why? When am I going to get my waistline back? These pants are tight again. Then the emotion comes. You fat, ugly girl. You're so ugly. I can't believe, you know, all the nasty emotions. I'll never look pretty. I never will look good enough. I don't know why I think I can even go out tonight. I was going to wear this and now it's too tight. Action comes into play. I'm just not going to leave the house. I'm canceling my plans. I've always wanted to go, but forget it. I'm not going. I have nothing to wear. I'm just too fat and ugly. It all started with a look in the mirror. These pants fit too tight. Turns into... I can't lose weight. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm an ugly, ugly person. I'm so ugly. I'm just a fat pig. And I know this is awful, but you know these thoughts are going through your head. They've gone through mine. It's so sad that we talk to ourselves this way. It breaks my heart. But this is real and raw. This is truth. Now I'm just going to cancel. I have nothing good to wear. I've tried everything on. Everything fits funny. Maybe it's that time of the month and just feel bloated and yuck. I'm just going to stay home. Maybe you really, really, really wanted those plans. Maybe you really were looking forward to meeting up with your friends or going on a date with some new guy. Now you just self-sabotaged going out and having a fun time. All because you looked in the mirror. And that thought, you let that thought grow into an emotion, which created an action step. Do you see how that, how powerful our thoughts are? Crazy. Crazy little thoughts creeping up on us. Sometimes again, like I said, sometimes it's the lies of the enemy whispering in your ear. Who are you to think you can have that? You're just a girl from Michigan. You used to live across the street from a trailer park. Not in it, but close enough. That's my voice. Who are you, Carrie? Came from a poor family. Think you can have all this wonderful stuff. Those are the lies of the enemy that creep up in your ears and your mind, your subconscious. You're just, who are you to have success? Who are you to be powerful? Who are you to be seen and heard? Slow down, girl. You don't belong here. You don't even belong. Pushing you back, pushing you back, pushing you back. So when you do step two, where you spot the thinking or beliefs, because beliefs I like to point out that the word belief has the word lie in it, (laughs) L-I-E. Beliefs are just made up stories. That's all they are. The good news is you can change them. You can create a new belief in that place of the crappy, nasty one. I call it pulling up the weeds, yank them out, those old beliefs, and plant flowers in their place. 
plant something beautiful, a healthy plant that blossoms all the time. How beautiful is that? So step three is to change your behaviors, your emotions and thoughts. Sounds easy, right? Okay. There's that switch. I said, we, I wish we all had. So chances are the emotion that led to your negative behavior was caused by your rational thoughts. Like I mentioned before, thoughts that are rational, they're spinning out of control. You've got to get a control on that overthinking, that, that fast moving, sparking crazy energy in your brain. It's like, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I don't know what I'm thinking. You know, you're in it because it's rapid. It's rapid thinking. It's fast. It's all over. It's out of control. Then notice what you say to yourself when you engage in that negative self-talk. No matter how silly or unrealistic it may seem, sometimes it's a friend that has to go, what? Whoa, time out. What are you saying to yourself right now? That's the ideal time to do this is when you're engaged in that behavior, monitor your stream of consciousness and write it down. Maybe you're thinking, I'm such a failure. My boss has probably reached the end of their patience with me. I can't believe I keep screwing this up. They're going to fire me. I just know it. Okay. Did he tell you that? Like, this is the time to stop and pause. How can I reel this back in? Reel in this crazy. Reel in the crazy, y'all. Stop it. So kind of going deep into that um, self-sabotage motion. This is the sweet spot in the moment. And sometimes you're so triggered. It's so hard to find it. Sometimes you have to calm down and look backward and go, oh, when did I push all that away that I wanted so bad? I just went to crazy town. I went to crazy town and started buying up all the stuff that they were selling crazy to me. And it was just buying it. You know, how can we, how can we spot this? Now, number four is to change your behaviors, emotions, and thoughts. Actually, that was what I said number three was, and I'm correcting myself. <laughs> number three is to spot the thinking or beliefs that caused the emotion. Number four is to change your behaviors, emotions, and thoughts. This is how beautiful it gets to be. I'm going to use the same example because it makes sense. Okay, these pants are tight. Yay, I get to go buy new pants. Or maybe I'm a little bloated because I had too much salty food the next day. I'm retaining water because it's that time of the month. I'm going, maybe you're perimenopause like I am right now. Your body's changing all the time. You're like, what the heck is this? That's another topic for another episode. And I'd be happy to share what we're going through, what I'm going through with that area. Stay tuned. Um, but where can we change that? Again, pull up the weed, plant the flower in its place. Okay. I'm going to be kind to myself. My body's changing. I am 48. I can't expect to look 32, even though I think I was in better, sh actually I'm better shape now than I was 32. So that doesn't even work, but how can I be better? Maybe I'll try something else on. Maybe I need to find something more comfortable. I'm going to keep trying on clothes until I feel good about myself, not throwing the towel with the first pair of pants. What makes me feel good? What makes me feel sexy, attractive? What outfit makes me feel good? What colors look good? People always say I look good in this color. Let's grab my power color. 
how can I turn this around instead of just feeling defeated and throwing in, throwing in the towel literally or the pants or whatever it was you were trying to wear. Where's my favorite necklace? That looks always looks good on me. Maybe I'll try that new lipstick. That makes me feel good. What can I focus on in the areas of my body I love? You know, maybe it's a good hair day. Maybe I'll just try that. Try my hair in a different outfit or a different style. You know, like focusing on the parts you love about yourself. Maybe it's the new shoes or boots you want to try out. Let me just focus on that instead of how I feel like a, I've got bulges popping up over my pants. Such an irritating feeling. Let me focus on these fun new boots I haven't, I haven't worn out yet instead. Find something that goes with them. You know, it's like turning it around as quickly as possible is, is the key. 100%. And last but not least, developing self-supporting behaviors. Once you've identified and begun to defeat that false rational for yourself, you know, that, that stupid talk, that self-sabotaging behaviors, once you can start to rebuild your self-esteem, consider just kind of asking yourself these questions. What can you say to yourself that's positive or encouraging? I give you the example of kind of feeling fat on a night you should be going out. What options do you have? Oh, I'm going to get some new boots. I'm going to wear those. I haven't worn those yet. Let's try that out. Is there more than one way to achieve your goal? Can you build self-confidence by setting and achieving a smaller goal on your way to achieving the bigger ones? Again, back to the outfit. I haven't lost the weight I wanted or I still have menopause belly and I'm working on that right now, or I'm not quite down to the weight I want to be yet. I can't wear my favorite jeans, but maybe I can focus on what I can wear today and enjoy that and looking good and maybe adding a piece to my outfit, like an accessory or something that will distract me from the fact I can't wear my favorite pants yet, you know, or something along those lines. Come up with messages that inspire you to move in a positive direction. Even though I may not complete this project on time, I know I have the resources and skills I need to get me through. When I start to tackle that project, then I know I will release a lot of the stress and anxiety that I've been carrying around while I've been procrastinating. I do that all the time too. I procrastinate, but if I just start to chip away at it, maybe it won't be so stressful and seem so overwhelming. I want you to overcome this because self-sabotage undermines your success despite your own wishes, dreams, or values. I just talked about dreams in our last podcast. If you haven't talked, haven't listened to that one, I highly encourage you go look at the podcast called Permission to Have Your Own Dreams. It's great to have dreams, but if you keep sabotaging them, you're never going to get them, right? If you can't beat this, then what? Then what? So I'm going to go through the top five again to help us overcome these self-sabotaging behaviors is number one, to defeat self-sabotage, you have to recognize it, become self-aware. Number two, understand the emotions that led to the behavior. You know, it's a thought. It's always a thought. Number three, spot the thinking or beliefs that cause the emotion. Whose voice are you hearing? Is it your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your bully on the playground? That neighborhood bully, maybe that always bothered you or someone you actually really, really like. Maybe it was a past toxic relationship, an ex-husband, ex-wife, whatever that looks like. Spot it. 
call it out. Call out the enemy. He's trying to hold you backwards, telling you you're not worthy of better. Number four, change those behaviors, emotions, and thoughts. You got to replace them with better. Got to replace them. That's what number five is developing that self-supporting behavior. It's good stuff, guys. I'm going to put that in the cell in the show notes, just so it's easy for you to grab those top five behaviors and how to defeat self-sabotage. And I want to close with one couple things that have worked really well for me. That self-talk doesn't mean you're have a giant ego or (laughs) you're a narcissist or something dumb like that. Self-talk, positive self-talk is healthy and it will get you unstuck quicker than anything. I want you to look in the mirror and go, man, I'm, you're amazing. You're such a badass. Look at you overcoming everything. Nothing can get you down. Look in the mirror and say that. I always wake up, look in the mirror and go, hello, beautiful. Even though I look my worst in my mind, no makeup, kind of puffy, sleepy, got your mouth drool crust on your face. (laughs) Your eyes are all goopy. Your hair's sticking straight up. Hello, beautiful. Splash some cold water on my face. That's what I say. Hello, beautiful. Because I'm looking right in my eyes. I know my soul. Doesn't even matter what the external is at the point. At that point, do I want to go face the world at that stage of getting ready? No, <laughs> no, no, no. But it starts with how you talk to yourself. Tell yourself how awesome I am. I'm awesome. I'm irreplaceable. Everyone sees my value. I don't even have to tell them. They just see it. They just know it. They know I'm intelligent. They know I'm unique and special. They love my energy. You've got to overcome the lies of the enemy with this self-talk. It's got to be positive. It works. You've got to know your worth deep down. What really, really, really works for me and has been my secret sauce for the longest time. And sometimes I forget about it. It's my secret little weapon on the shelf there. I have to pull it down and remind myself that I'm a child of the King of the Most High God. Just saying that makes my eyes tear up. That's big. God sent his son, Jesus, to die on a cross for me. Even if there was no one else on this planet, he would do it for me. Just carry. And I want you, sister, to know that's how much God loves you. You are that important. You are a child of the king. And if you don't know Christ personally, I highly recommend you do. There is something about just knowing in your gut that you matter to God. The same God that created this planet, the beauty that you see around you, He doesn't make mistakes. He created you. You're not a mistake. You're important. You value. He values you. You matter. He gave you breath. You're still here because you matter. And there's a reason you're still here. No matter what you've overcome, sister, I want you to go deep and go, I matter. God cares about me. He's helped me through every storm because he knows I'm worthy and there's a reason for it. And I want you to go find that reason. Whatever you are sabotaging today, there's a reason for it. 
The enemy is causing you to self-sabotage because something on the other side of learning how to not self-sabotage is pretty awesome. And he doesn't want you to get it. So the best revenge is to learn how to feel worthy, know your worth, know your value, dig deep every single day and learn and own it. That is your power. You matter. It doesn't matter what else is around you. Mute the noise, the background noise. Mute it. Go within. Learn how to love yourself. I highly encourage you to have a relationship with Jesus. He will walk with you through it all. He loves you so much that he gave it the ultimate sacrifice to cover your sin. See the scripture verses in the show notes if you want to dig deeper there or reach out to me personally. Know your worth, my friend, because it is so worth it to get everything you've ever wanted on the other side. No more self-sabotage. You can kiss it goodbye because you're going to go on and live your best life. I believe in you. Big hugs, big love. Have a wonderful day. Hi there, friend. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and double check that you're subscribed or following. And if you've got a quick 30 seconds, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a five-star review and share what you specifically liked about this episode. 